Hi everyone, Sam McClary here, editor of EG. Just a very quick little side note before you get the wonderful We're Still Here podcast. Um, this podcast was recorded before Lidl announced that it was uh, going to hand back um, its rates relief to, but I do make quite a good little Lidl joke in there, so I'm going to leave it in instead of editing it out. So forgive us for saying that Lidl hadn't done anything, because it has now. But here's the We're Still Here podcast. So we are still here, just about. Uh, this is uh, Sam McClary. I was not still here last week. You had um, Tim Burke and uh, Emma Rossa. But this week, I'm still here. And joining me is the delightful Pui Guanman. Hey, Pui. Hi. <laughs> how how are you? I'm all right. Oh. How are you? Are you still here? Jinx. Um, yeah, I'm here still, just about. Um but yeah, always, always pleased to be um, back on this podcast. It's always wonderful to have you. And you are probably still just about here because you've had a had a week of uh, quite a lot of retail goings on. And you are, of course, our retail guru. So you've been sort of delving into numbers and all sorts and working with James Child, our, our retail analyst, about all the, all the comings and goings on the on the high street. And I am, of course, talking about um Arcadia and and Debenhams uh that's very kind of you to call me a, a guru thank you um I'm quite flattered um yeah retail wise it has been a full-on week um you know it's it's gone from you know retail billionaire empires crumbling to the the vaccine rollout to to business rates and, and you know there's movement on bad debt too so I don't know where you want to start really <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Well, let, let's talk with um, the demise of um, billionaires' portfolios, and then let's move to the the positive moves that some retailers have made and perhaps forced others to follow them on. So let's let's start with the bad news. Yeah, well, Philip Green couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't really, could no. it? I'm I'm kidding, of course. Um, you know from zero to hero and then back to zero again or you know zero reputation wise he still has yeah. a super lot in Monaco after all um no I I feel I feel so um bad for Arcadia's employees I mean there's a still a, a massive hole in, in the pension pot you know even with the Greens putting 50 million in and and tens of thousands of jobs needing to be saved you know as it as it went into administration on um Monday I think it was now wow that's um Wow, that's been a really short uh, space of time. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, this is, I, I feel like the administration, um, you know, where Arcadia has, has been involved has, has been coming for a very long time. And I think it's been met with very little uh, surprise in the industry. Uh, and, you know, the online retail challenges like Boohoo, they've been around for at least a decade now. Um, I can't remember the last time I was in a top shop, let alone a Dorothy Perkins, and I'm probably their target uh, demographic. Um, so, yeah, no, this has been rumbling on, I think, since before I started covering uh, retail, which was three years ago. Um, and, you know, it's always relied too much on its store presence, um, I think. I, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but it feels like the business has been on, on borrowed time uh, for a while. 
Absolutely. Um, I know I know we've certainly had discussions in the office as, you know, when's it coming? When's it when's it coming? And I'm actually surprised that it's it's hung on for as long as it could because you're you're right, you know. I I can't remember the last time I saw anyone going into a top shop or a, or a Dorothy Perkins even before we were were locked down. And and when you do go in, the cost of of the of the the clothing didn't seem to match the brand no yeah no I'm totally with you on on that one um actually it's the same goes for Debenhams as well you know um I I think its product was never quite modern enough or appealing enough to to catch up with other retailers and um I guess the writing was on the wall for them too there you know in the past three years they've had several profit warnings shareholder coups a lot of drama um, as well had it's had to pay sort of big rents and big rates bills on a on a lot of surplus retail space so I think there were you know some similarities there yeah that. definitely I think it's it's about know your customer and and really understand what your customer wants and needs and and the customer today is very different to the the customer that you know was was around when Topshop and Debenhams had their had their heyday they they want different things and Sadly, neither of those two brands were able to to offer them. And another thought as well, you know, if if anything, these past couple of days have have highlighted that maybe CVAs don't really work as a rescue plan, or you know, is is way too open to um, exploitation um, by some retailers. I mean, Arcadia got its CVAs approved last year, if if only by the skin of its teeth, admittedly. Mm. Um, and Debenhams did one this year. Well, I think it was this year. Yeah. Um, so. There's a lot of question marks on that front as well. Yeah, if it's if it's really broken, nothing nothing's going to fix it, is mm. is it? But um, I you know there are there are pros and cons of of CVAs. I can probably think of more cons than than pros for 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 a landlord anyway. I'm sure there's much much more uh much more pros for retailers than there are cons, of course. But mm. we have also seen this week some retailers uh do a bit of a, a u-turn and hand hand back some money albeit to government not to landlords but uh um a bit of a oh actually we didn't need this rebate so the right thing for us to do is to hand it back yeah i mean it's quite quite nice actually and i guess a, quite a, a a you know um nice to see in the run-up to, to christmas you know a little bit of christmas cheer out there um I guess, yeah, I think um, at the moment, it, it seems like all the big supermarkets, except for Lidl, um, you know, so Sainsbury's, Tesco, Morrison's, um, Asda, uh, they've all uh, pledged to um, give rates back, um, you know, um, that, that were uh, taken from the government's support package, which I think comes up to nearly £2 billion in cash uh, for, as a surprise kind of gift for the government, um, which, you know, it, it's it's quite nice to see. Um, well, given I, the level of debt we've got, you know, all um, every, every little counts, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it, it, the question is where all these funds are going to go. I think that's what everyone's asking now. Have, have you talked to anyone? Has anyone given you any ideas of where it should should go? I know that's very different to where it will go, but where would people like it to go? Yeah, there have been a few ideas flying around. Um, um, I spoke to uh, John Weber, who's head of rating at Colliers International, who always has, um, <laughs> you know, a thought to share on rates. Um, and he told us that 
you know the the, the big decision you know to, to pay back rates should should kind of pave the way for either a 50 percent cut to rates for the 21 to 22 year or a six month rates holiday for um you know the businesses that aren't in uh food retail um and you know the, the government sort of said in its spending review last week that um that it was going to decide on changes to rates um, in the new year. But with this happening and, you know, with a sudden sort of surprise cash present landing in their landing in their laps, um, maybe, um, you know, there's no need to wait. Maybe they could just do something now, uh, you know, and and announce some uh, some help um, because I guess it, it would make sense, you know, while while deeper changes to the system are, are yet to come, I suppose it's it's better than nothing, you know, for for retailers to to get some kind of uh, relief guaranteed for for next year. I guess that's sort of the overall expectation uh, that the industry has at the moment. Yeah, was was John at all confident of that? Um, I don't know. I think he he sort of highlighted it as simultaneously a hope and an expectation that mm. it would happen so I don't know um fingers crossed I'm not time sure will, time will tell as you know the as a as a throwaway line that we all use to end features we can't uh quite end but time will tell <laughs> <laughs> and you're giving away all our secrets now I know damn it damn it that's why people listen though isn't it um and time of course is is running out for this this year I can't quite believe how quickly it has gone when it has been so bizarre in so many ways and um, I'm sure a lot of us are, are ready to see the back of 2020 but I'm hoping that uh, there are lots of positives that will come out of this really odd year as well and one of which um, will be all, all the content that we have produced throughout that that year all the new people that we've met actually in, in slightly different ways but um, it's it's been quite the year hasn't it we do have one one more issue to put out we do still have obviously daily content going going up on online and that will continue um, throughout the festive period um, it will be lesser over the um the week of that is christmas um for those of us that celebrate christmas but um and we will still be be around but how are you feeling for the the final few weeks of the year Pui? um yeah i'm, I'm feeling all, all right actually i guess um i mean on a personal level I'm, I'm feeling slightly grinchy because it still feels a bit too early to be thinking about <laughs> christmas um but um but yeah no i'm hoping that you know at least you know, with the next few weeks, um, you know, we've we've seen the news about the vaccine being rolled out and, uh, you know, there seems to be a little bit of positivity to end uh, what has been an incredibly strange year with. Um, so I'm hoping that that is going to pick up. <laughs> Excellent. We haven't actually talked about the, the vaccine story that um, that that we ran this year, this week, sorry, um, or end of last week and this week, um, about how landlords actually can might be able to come to the rescue a little bit and help us as we um, get to roll out the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we reported the government is uh, lining up uh, around uh, forty six commercial venues to serve as uh, max vac vaccination centres. God, that's a bit of a tongue twister. It is, it is. <laughs> Um, and it's been really pushing for these to be on standby for as early as uh, as this week. So, you know, talk about the ultimate meanwhile use for, mm -hmm. for landlords, uh, you know, looking to backfill uh, empty spaces. You know, we're talking 
uh, Derby Arena, talking, you know, empty shops at Westfield Stratford, you know, museums and, and conference centres. And, you know, the gossip is, is that, you know, there's there's there could be up to 300 of these venues early next year, you know, so um, uh, the deployment strategy is, is sort of being stepped up in a really big way from, from what we understand. Um, so, yeah, I mean, retail parks, shopping centres could play such a big part in it. It's just a case of working out, you know, the logistics for cold storage and accessibility and connectivity to kind of serve the, the data side um, of it all too. And um, actually, it's quite encouraging to see it's not always it's, you know, when it comes to the national efforts, not just vaccine centres either, you know, um, there have been community retail landlords like New River, they've got uh, Job Centre Plus uh, units under offer at their um, spaces, you know, now that the government seems to be allocating more uh, capital to the Department for uh, Work and Pensions. So, you know, helping on the employment front too, it's, it's you know, it's really great to see um, commercial landlords play a role in supporting the government you know, in a tough time for everyone. It is. Um, it's really nice to see. It. And I think I hope that it finally gets the message across to central government of the the really important role that real estate, that bricks and mortar has to play in the recovery of this country, whether that's our, our physical health or uh, health um, or our uh, economic health. You, you know, the, it is an industry that is is so important and you know it has to has to be looked after as well as taxed heavily heavily because it it can be there to help and I think mostly and and you'll know this better than me because you've been speaking to everyone but it wants to help as well absolutely absolutely everyone is so keen to to muck in uh, from the sounds of it so yeah not not all the villains that they're so often made out to be <laughs> yeah some of them are but yeah. there's also some nice people too <laughs> Just like as journalists that were pretty, pretty low down on that list of trusted professions, weren't they? But we're we're trying to do our bit. Usually when, when Emily does these, um, she and I'm on there, she usually gets ready to say goodbye. And then I jump in with, oh, one more thing. So uh, now that I have taken taken over in her absence just for a little while, um, I better ask you before I sign off anything else that the listeners should be be aware of be looking out for for next week make sure that they turn to in in the magazine this week um I oh you've put me on the spot here um <laughs> well I I guess I don't know well it's not really so much of an upbeat note I'm afraid um but um our front page uh this week has been um you know it's been absolutely stellar um our excellent deputy editor Tim uh, Burke has reported in this week's issue that Lloyd's is close to appointing um, CBRE as an advisor to its real estate business support unit. Um, the talk in the steamy, uh, which is a phrase I learned actually from Hotel Sir David Mitchell's the other day. I, I don't know if you know what a steamy is. I, I don't know what a steamy is. <laughs> he said he learned it back when he led the Stackis uh, hotel chain in Glasgow. He, he just says that's where all the gossip is, you know, like, um, well, the metaphor he used was, uh, you know, like like ladies go to the salon to get their nails done. Uh, oh, in the steam room. The steamy. Yeah, the steam. <laughs> Sit around so. in the. Oh, no, now I've got a really terrible image. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just put we could end that on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the talk, the talk in the steamy is that everyone is uh, bracing themselves for a wave of um, bad debt. But I guess in a way, it's it's kind of like good news about bad news in that it shows that the lenders are starting to figure out 
what to do um, and maybe um, provides a bit of clarity of, of what to expect, um, you know, in, in the sort of six to eight weeks ahead of us. Um, sorry, maybe it's not the best note to end on, actually, but maybe well, if we end on the steamy image. <laughs> steamy. But you know what, for, for there's, you know, for every every person's cloud has a silver lining, doesn't it? So there is always opportunity in, in distress as well. So it might be gloomy news for some, but for others, it will be a, a source of opportunity. So all news is good news, right? Exactly. Well, in, in our profession anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. all news for journalists is great news. Um, but we're going to have to call it a day there. Pui, it's always lovely talking to you. I know I get to do it um, every day, every week, um, but not everyone out there in um, the We're Still Here podcast community does. So I'm sure they've enjoyed hearing from you as well. But for now, it's time to say for one last or penultimate time this year, we're still here and we'll still be here next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data. Oh,